Hey everybody, this is Keon, and let's get our lives on lock, L-W-A-K, which stands for Life Advice with Keon, the podcast where I basically just talk to future Keon. This is going to be a chronicling of my life, a lot of the things that I do in the day, and what I learn from it. More or less, it's just a journal that I will be revisiting when I'm older and kind of looking back on how I was. So baked into the premise is just me growing and becoming a different person and looking back on my progress. So this is a way for me to put that all together and package it for future me to understand and be able to easily look back on. So what I want to start off with is kind of a couple of things that I learned today. Today was an interesting day. I had a couple of things that I had to learn, which was that even if things are going really rough, that it can always turn around in an unexpected way. Case in point, I had a lot of financial and technical issues that were stemming from my car, and that was really rough. And at the same time, after all of that, unfortunately, and it was it was a big stress on me because uh, I, I didn't have access to my car, so I had to Uber around and do all that kind of stuff, and that was eating away at my wallet, and then the repairs also were doing that. But even after all of that, the main issue that I had that I went to the auto shop for was not fixed. I drove off the lot and immediately called them back saying, hey, I, you need to fix this. This is ridiculous that I kind of have already spent all this time and effort on your repairs and you did not do the one thing you said you would do. So they were very understanding and at the same time, they've been really cool with the entire process, but... That's the kind of thing that I learned today is that that was a really rough proposition, but by not taking a moment and getting really upset, but by taking a second and being like, they've already been very cool so far, and I did not communicate very well the issue enough that they fixed exactly what I needed them to fix. So they are going to take care of it, and it's going to be fine, but at the end of the day, like by taking a second and understanding what happened being calm about it, and also I already created a decent relationship with the uh, representative that I've been talking to, so they were more apt to help me in the way that I needed to be helped instead of going into it with a negative kind of attitude. I learned to be a bit more open-minded and relaxed, and the biggest thing my dad always says this is that if you're ever feeling uh, a little excited to count to 10, no matter what, just sit down and before you open your mouth, before you do literally anything, just breathe and count to 10. And you'll find that after doing that, you will have calmed down. A lot of the major issues that were kind of going through your head have subsided. And if you really, really need to, if you really want to, you can kind of let that out. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't. And uh, Abraham Lincoln actually had a thing that he used to do, which was he would write letters to people, I mean, he was already the president, and at the time, you couldn't give orders, you couldn't do too much about people on the front lines and things like that, unless you sent them a letter. He would write a very strongly worded letter to the people that had done anything to him, any any issue that had happened, he would write a very strongly worded letter, and he would put it away, and he more or less would either burn it or get rid of it or like stow it away, he wouldn't send it to the person but he would he would always keep it or have have a little bit of time that he would think about potentially sending it. He never would, but that's the that's the idea that like if something's really important, tell the person, but nothing usually good comes out of giving someone your knee jerk reaction. So 
the fact that I had already been really cool with this representative and been all relaxed was good. And then on top of that, by taking a second and not getting absolutely furious over the situation, he's more prone to help me out. And we're already, we already have a very good relationship that's going right now, which is great. So that's kind of what I learned today is don't jump to your first reaction. Take a second and breathe. On that note, today's topic is going to be frustration and getting frustrated. Being frustrated is really, honestly, one of the most important things you can be in life because that's when you can learn. That's the moment where you understand whatever is transpiring in front of you is beyond your understanding. You don't know all of the variables in the equation that's happening. By taking a second, understanding the situation, understanding what's happening and going through each step of what led to this situation, what led to you being frustrated can always help you. But at the end of the day, you might not know all the variables. By looking deep into it and understanding why you're frustrated, you might not have an answer by the end. But by taking a second, taking a step back and maybe breathing and counting to 10, like my dad says, you can form a better plan of attack to what's going on. Frustration usually stems from, like I said, you don't know what is going on. And so you feel it, it becomes, the, the thing becomes alien. Everyone innately does not like things that are foreign to us. That's why spiders are frightening and I hate them so much. I don't really hate them. They are super great. And honestly, they do such amazing things with what they're given, but they look so different. They have eight legs and eight eyes, and we only have the two eyes and four limbs. So very alien to us. That's why a lot of people hate them. A lot of people hate insects more than they hate like furry creatures, like animals, because animals look closer to us. They have four legs, two eyes, just like we do one mouth, but insects are far more different. We don't like things that we don't understand. And so frustration comes exactly into play with that, where you get frustrated when there's a situation or there's an idea that just does not gel with the way that your brain works. I find that people that get more frustrated are the people that kind of have two attributes. The first attribute is the idea that they know how the world works. They have a very ingrained, they're like, this is how this works. This is how the world is. They might not be particularly open-minded. So people that get frustrated aren't open-minded. But the second thing is that they're interested in having a conversation. They're interested in feedback. They might not be open-minded, but they want to communicate. That can always be frustrating because let's say that I'm talking with someone and they want to communicate with me. They want to have a conversation, but we're speaking about something that they don't have too much knowledge about, but they're set in their own ways. Case in point, when people are talking about uh, the way that they feel about certain political topics, they might not be open-minded. They might have be set in their ways, but regardless, they're trying to communicate. They want to have a conversation about it. They want to be heard and usually validated. But the problem is a lot of different ideas and a lot of different things you talk about are going to be open-ended. They might be subjective. And by not having an open enough mind to at least hear the other person out, you get frustrated. That's what I find is by having your own very concrete rule set, like the world should work this way, but also wanting validation about how the world should work this way. Then as soon as that's doubted a little bit in your mind or it's proven wrong even slightly, you get frustrated. And that can apply to almost anything. Like one big thing for me especially is when I'm planning. If I'm planning out something and I'm like, oh, this will go here, this will do this. A big, a great exercise that I really like to do now that I'm older is like when you're a kid, you think of like, if anybody knows what a Rube Goldberg machine is, which is when you um, are taking 
a bunch of different kind of physics-based triggers that all line up to do something at the very end. It's meant to be tedious and it's meant to be ridiculous to achieve a very menial task, but it's really interesting. And so when I was a kid, I used to think of a lot of Rube Goldberg machines, like how I could set up something to do something and this and that. As soon as I thought of one trigger that could happen, I moved on to the next one. I never thought of if that thing could fail. So let's say I said, okay, well, this will knock over a piece of wood and the piece of wood will fall right onto a button. Well, half the time, the piece of wood would not fall that way. It wouldn't fall right onto that button. But I had already moved on to, well, the button will trigger this and a marble will blah, blah, blah. That's a really good exercise to see how I would think of the world as far more simple than it is. That was a situation where I had a really narrow mind and didn't think of how complex the world actually is. That's the thing about conspiracy theorists, too. They are by nature frustrated. At the core of every conspiracy theory, there's an issue. And they always come up with the simplest idea to combat that issue, then understand that the world is a complex and fluid environment. Case in point with people that think that the government is controlled by the Illuminati. That is a bunch of people contributing all of the crazy things that they think is unfair to one simple thing, by just calling out the Illuminati. But in reality, it always comes down to the different and changing landscape that is the government. It, it is politicians having agendas that they're working with with their state and they're working with their constituents and all of these things. There's so many interlocking gears that being able to just have a narrow mind and just say it's the Illuminati or it's anything like that is a way that frustrated people can get over their frustration. Because by having that really narrow worldview... Applying a really simple explanation can validate you. The people that get frustrated, like I said, they have a narrow worldview and they like to be validated, or at least they like to be heard and confirmed, whatever they think. So by coming up with a really simple explanation that's like a cure-all for every single argument, like the Illuminati, oh, why did this happen? Why did gas prices go up? The Illuminati, it's a secret agenda, we don't know. Why did this person get elected? Illuminati, secret agenda, we don't know. Those two alone, those two different ideas can be explained away by the Illuminati, even though they probably have completely different explanations, and they definitely do. That's kind of what I think about frustration. Considering today, I was getting really frustrated, and when it came down to the issue with my car, I did not communicate well enough exactly what I wanted done. They went ahead and fixed something that was very apparently wrong with my car. They fixed something that they were like, this needs to be fixed. This will solve the problem. When in reality, that's something that should be fixed, no doubt, but had nothing to do with the problem that I brought my car in for in the first place. So that's just making sure that if you are going to go in with your simple idea of this will go this way, this is how this is going to turn out, and I want it to be validated, understand that there's always room for error. No matter what you do, even the simplest plan can often go awry. That quote, best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. When, whenever there's something, just make sure you're not immediately like, this will succeed. That's kind of like thinking back when I was a kid, thinking, oh, well, this piece of wood will fall on this button and then we'll keep going. Okay, well, I'll take my car in, I'll give them an explanation, they'll fix it, and then I'll leave the lot and I'll continue with my day. And I was already thinking about, okay, well, on the weekend I have to drive my car, so I'll have it back, blah, blah, blah. When in reality, I didn't think, well, what if I didn't give them the right instruction? What if they didn't even fix the thing that I wanted them to? So that's where you can combat frustration by not thinking of the world as simple as it, it might be. 
not thinking that everything's just the Illuminati, but by realizing that everything's complex, everything's going to happen, and just taking a step back and breathing. And so that leads me to the letter to Future Keon. Future Keon, I appreciate you listening to the podcast, and I appreciate you. Uh, Like mom always says, she's proud of us, and we are accomplishing great things every day. And my letter to you right now on frustration is that moving forward, I really hope you keep up the good progress we've had with combating frustration. As a kid, I remember us getting really frustrated whenever something was just not working. I remember specifically when we were a kid, we used to have an action figure that would have this like mechanical arm and the arm would like expand out. And so it had a little mechanism and I remember it broke and we tried to fix it because we thought it would just be an easy fix. But since it was like injection molded plastic, the arm mechanisms just wouldn't go back into place right. They would just keep bending into weird ways. And I just remember being so mad and like, I think like throwing it and leaving it in the corner for like a week and just forgetting about it because it just wouldn't fix. It just wouldn't go back to the way that we wanted it. I hope that we always keep that in mind for the rest of our lives, because I, I remember loving that toy and you probably still remember loving it and just wanting it to be fixed so bad and thinking that it was such a simple fix instead of realizing, like taking a second breathing and breaking down the situation to fix it. Instead of doing all that, just getting really frustrated because we thought it was just so simple. So I'm really glad all the progress we've made since then. And I mean, that was us when we were really young, but I still think about it because it reminds me of other times when I was like, when we were adolescent and had similar situations where we were just frustrated that things just weren't working out the way that we knew they should. But at the end of the day, by taking a step back and understanding that we were frustrated and being like, okay, this isn't working out. Why is this not working out? Let's think about it. And at the end of the day, we might not know exactly why it wasn't working out, but we'd get closer to fixing that issue and then fixing future issues and maybe getting closer to the answer. And so I appreciate that we're doing that. Right now, I know I am, and I hope you will be in the future too, taking a second, taking a step back, understanding when we're frustrated, understanding when we might be a little upset, and realizing what that means internally. Why are we frustrated? What can we do to combat it? And how can we fix this in the future? And I really hope that you keep that up because I, I really appreciate it in how it's just been helping my life right now. And I hope that in the future, it will be helping your life too and your relationship with people because at the end of the day, and I, if anybody else is listening, I really hope you take it to heart that when you get frustrated less, when you get angry less, when you get upset less, people understand that. People understand that you're a reasonable human being, even when you should be upset. At the end of the day, calling back the service representative today and saying, you know, what happened, what what I asked you guys to do, you didn't do, that's something people could blow up over. That could be, that could ruin their entire day. And I, I'll say it was not a high point of my day, but by being a human being about it and understanding that, hey, it happens, everything's fine, we'll fix it later. By calling and being really reasonable about it, there's no reason why the service representative wouldn't be anything but helpful. Because instead of being upset, instead of making it their problem, instead of making their day worse, I want to make sure that both of our days would be fine because everything would be fine in the end. And to understand that there's no reason to be frustrated because by fixing this, by understanding and learning from what I did wrong, I've grown. I've already learned from the situation and I'm a better person already. So there's no reason to be upset. And it's always a good idea to take a second and breathe.
And so that brings us to the end of the episode where I like to end it with a little bit of humor because sometimes I talk about serious subjects and sometimes it gets a little heavy. So let's end it with something fun. So here is your joke of the day. A ham sandwich walks into a bar and orders a beer, but the bartender says, sorry, we don't serve food here. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you're growing as much as I am every single day, and I hope that you get your life on lock. See you next time.